All these girls on the floor, they open the door They gon' probably unload all this cash in the safe I ain't losing again, I'm my dad is down Before I ever go broke, numbers is dope Me and my girl plotted out in the gutter I don't fuck with these hoes, live by the code Loyalty first, keep my circle tied The kids reverse of control, I let it go Girls on the floor, if they open the door They gon' probably unload all this cash in the safe I ain't losing again, I'm my dad is down Before I ever go broke, numbers is dope my girl plotted out in the good I don't fuck with these hoes Live by the code Loyalty first Keep my circle tied Get the verse of control I let it go Ladies and gentlemen Welcome to another episode Of the Bad Credit Sports Talk Podcast I am Steven Angel Others call me God himself And this is Samuel Hicks Joining me Let's go It's time to talk about some sports you get to watch any games this weekend? Let's see. What games did I watch this weekend? I watched a little bit of Iowa. Of course, I told y'all I'd take them. They yeah, you did that. You did that. You did that, though. I watched a little bit of a lot of games when I was at Buffalo Wild Wings on Saturday. Didn't really get to pay attention to many of them. And I watched every down of the Titans game. Let me tell you something. That's all I watched. Let me tell you something. There's nobody that's more upset than me. Whenever DJ at DJ for Rails at Twitter, who is also Steven Angel, who's who's also also Andrew Andrew Faxon. Why do you say Faxon? Hold on, I want to say this. It's Andrew Faxon, just like Andrew Jackson, but I'm spitting facts. I don't like that. How do you not get that? Okay, anyway, go. But this is also, he he decided to get on Twitter. In the middle of me gambling the whole slate. And there's something you guys need to know about Steven. And he does this every year. Every year, for some reason, randomly in the middle of a season, he'll decide that Indiana's going to do something stupid. No, Indiana is good at covering the spread. But you do this every year. I don't think you have any research that you put behind this. Yes, you, I do. And you think you think that I only do it once a day. I've bet on Indiana like three times already this year. Okay. But this twice I've known about it. You did it last week I, and I did it and they won for me. I, I, I was like, I'm following his lead because he's never I'll wrong about Indiana. I'll say you did Indiana. do it? You're never wrong about Indiana. So, of course. I put 50 on it. One. Nice. But this week you're like I don't know who to put it. I'm putting uh you put, I'm putting a thousand on Indiana or somebody else. Arizona, Arizona, Arizona State. Sorry. Yeah, Arizona State, and obviously, and all of a sudden it was I said Penn State because that was a lot for me. You and uh, uh, CJ, CJ put different. Yeah, games. Well, I didn't know it was a poet first. I just saw the thing, so I was like commenting. I was like Penn State all day, which was right, but. You were like, forget it, it's Indiana. I'm like, all right, bet. Like he Indiana never did you wrong. And I said that. Little you guys know, Steven got busy. He he had some things to do this weekend. He was doing his thing. Forgot didn't put the bet in. Indiana wins the game outright. Arizona loses. Yeah. Arizona State, they lose. A thousand dollars. In Indiana State it was plus two and a half. And here's the thing. I was at Buffalo Wild Wings. With my lady for her birthday. Right. She had a friend coming to meet us who I had never met before. And she showed up before I put the bet in. And I was like, don't worry, I'll get back to it. Well, I never got back around to it. And by the time I realized it, I looked up and Indiana was getting 
it looked like handed, getting it handed to them, but they weren't doing well. And so I was like, yes. And that's the last I ever thought about it. And then I woke up the next day and you're like, did you put that bed in? And I was like, no. But I was thinking, I wanted to go, actually, here's what happened. I wanted to go, hell no, nah, dude. Thank God, right? And I was like, I don't think he'd have asked me that if they would have not covered. And right. Then, right. And then I checked it and I was so mad. And I was hungover. Ugh. Yeah, I should have done that, man. But I, and I was going to. I truly was going to, but I just it slipped my mind because of the circumstances of what was going on that day, and I'm upset. I just, anytime I see you say anything about Indiana, I literally, like, I pull a kidney out, and I'm like, throw it on Indiana! It's <laughs> never, ever, ever failed you. I don't know what it is about Indiana. You don't even know anybody in Indiana, but it never <laughs> yeah, fails. Yeah, I do, man. It never fails. I know fails. all about Indiana Whatever, football, bro. Dude. It never fails you. That's crazy. It's like it's like me betting on. I don't know who. I don't know who always Ohio State. They always cover spreads for me. It's literally like the same thing, except for Ohio State's well known. Indiana, not so much. Then they cover spreads. Don't sleep on Indiana, everybody. Yeah, that was the wildest thing I think it happened this weekend. Was that miss bet? Well, I mean, first of all, they're six and two, right? They look good. They're good, and I'll tell you the next one that you're gonna want to do. I'll tell you two games coming up. You're gonna want to. We'll we'll get into that, but you're gonna want to look at them the next three weeks. They're gonna have good games. They're playing Penn State next week. They're playing Michigan the week following, and. After that, they're playing Purdue. All of those games are somewhat of rival games. And Indiana is a team who always steps up in those types of games. They always do. Right. They are, they're capable of playing with some of the best teams in their general area. You know what I'm saying? Right. They play Ohio State tough each year. They play Purdue tough each year. They're going to probably blow them out this year. Uh, I guarantee you they play Michigan well, Michigan well, and I don't know how Michigan is even still in the freaking top twenty-five. Well, they smacked Notre Dame, so I they're not care. gonna fall out. But I don't care about that because the fact of the matter is they look like absolute junk the first week of the season. Uh, sure. when they played, who the f did they? I, I keep forgetting. I can't. They got cuss killed by West Wisconsin. That's what. Uh oh, I'm sorry. I said the first week. They, they played the first week, but they, they, they played Middle Tennessee the first week. Uh, my alma mater. Who was that? They looked bad against Army. Almost lost against Army. Two overtimes to beat Army, and then got smacked in the face against Wisconsin. Who now I don't know how they're number thirteen in the nation either. Uh, you know, and then. I guess they've kind of picked it up since they got beat by Penn State, twenty-eight to twenty-one. Penn State's good though. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean they're like number five in the nation. Seven, but power rankings are number five. So I don't know what the fuck that means, but they're number seven in the nation. Oh, I guess you're right. They're number five. How are they five <laughs> and seven? Told you. How are they five and seven? Yeah, two different ratings. Okay, whatever. That's, but, that's stupid. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. Michigan is not a hot team, but they can. I could see them losing another game they shouldn't lose, and everybody just being like, "Oh my God, Harbaugh!" La la la. Like la, yeah, he, la. he's never done what he's supposed to do against big time talent. I don't. I was surprised. The only reason they were able to beat Notre Dame the way they are 
it's because the only bigger frauds in the NCAA other than Michigan is Notre Dame. Smartest guys in the room. And if you don't get that reference, look it up. Look up smartest guys in the room. They're just not. They never show up. Oh, excuse me. What did I did I not say about? Holy crap! Uh, my bad, dude. Uh, Indiana plays Northwestern next week. Sorry, I said they play Penn State. Northwestern sucks. Yeah, Indiana. But see, here's the thing. Here's the week I don't want to bet Indiana minus eleven and a half against Northwestern. Gonna win by twenty eight at home. You know, but I just don't. I don't like that. I don't like that spread. Don't bet them this week. I like to bet Indiana when they're the you underdog. Bet. I love to bet Indiana as an underdog. They do well. Especially, especially if they're at home as an underdog. Oops, why'd I do that? Like, I wish I could look at the, what the spread's going to be Penn State. They're not beating Penn State. No crap, but I'm saying they're probably going to get 20 points, and they can cover that. They're not getting 20 points because they're going to kill Northwestern. They're not. They won't kill Northwestern. They better. I bet they. I'm not gonna say they won't cover the spread, but they won't very decidedly cover the spread. Give me 14 to zip. I don't give a. I don't give a fuck. That's not killing them. That's it ain't gonna be 14 to zip. It's gonna be like 38 to 27 or something. We'll see. 38 to 27. Remember that. Write it down. And uh, 38 27. 38. Indiana over Northwestern this weekend, 11 2. 38 27. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, I guess if you want to brag about how well you did in the sports betting this week, you can do that real quick. Just follow Sam on uh, you know, Twitter at SamHicks615 on Twitter. He'll tell you all about his betting. Yeah, or just if you bet. Then if you if you bet and you're not using the action app to track your stuff, then you're an idiot. But hold on, no, 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 no. I want to say this because me and CJ were talking earlier today, right. and we think that maybe you're the idiot. How's that for paying eighty dollars a year? Who said I pay? I told you I, pay I, because I, it tracks your parlays, and you put on Twitter that. If you want it to track your parlays, you have to pay. CJ went on there to see how much it was, and it was eighty dollars a year. Yeah, well, yeah, no. So I didn't. So the whole season up until Sunday, yeah, I've never paid a dime. So, but now you pay for it. Whoops! I spit into the mic. Yeah, I got a, I got a deal. I'm sorry. I don't mean to call you an idiot. I feel bad now. No, 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 no. no. I don't think you're an idiot. No, but no, I don't no. think it's smart to no, pay. No, no. I understand. If you bet. And obviously, you you bet like three or four games a week. Then this app is free. Like even if you have a parlay, the only thing you should do, which is what I was doing, but it was making me look like I was doing better than I was, which right. I didn't want to put on the line. No, so, you should have uh, made it look better than no, you were because I that's didn't, cool. No, I didn't like that. So what you can do is, if you have a parlay, just bet all the games straight. It's free. But you also, but what you can do is just see how many games you get right, how many games you get wrong. And what the units that you're betting it at and the odds you're getting it at. I think that being able to actually track that and see exactly where you are is awesome. Like right now, anytime I it pops up anytime I, I got action right now. And I mean I, I kicking myself for not taking Boston to win by two runs because they're crushing San Jose can, five to ones in hockey. But can you sync that up with 
any site that you might be using to bet sports? Well, you just you or do bet, you have to enter you, it into both? You bet on the site. You bet on the site that it's real money. You go on the action and put exactly what you got in. And all it does uh, is that's pop. a lot of work. No, it's not. It's, that's a lot it's of so work. Easy. It's so easy. And it tells you exactly what you got. It's incredible. The fact that pe- the fact that more people like any all the handicappers that I talk to in Vegas that are handicapping <laughs> are following us. <laughs> I and I hate to say that because it makes it sound like I'm down such a deep rabbit hole, but like they're all using it. Okay. Well, my action app, I guess they're they need to sponsor the freaking podcast. They gonna... really need to sponsor the pod. Um, I, I need to send them an email. But no, it was a good week. I don't know. Week, huh? um, let's see. Where did it start? Uh, Iowa, which is what you told me to bet, which I did. I took Iowa minus six and a half. They covered, obviously, you know, 20-0. Um, Southern Missouri against Rice, minus eight. They covered. They won uh, 20 to 6. Penn State minus 2.5. They covered 28 to 7 against Mississippi State. Memphis straight up against Tulsa. If you have not seen the video of what happened at the end of that game, you got to watch it. I Tulsa, go. I sent it to you. Tulsa goes. I didn't watch it. <laughs> what a dick, bro. Tulsa you- goes to win the game. Like. There's no time left on the clock. Oh, that's what this is? You said to win yes. parlay, I had Memphis on the yes. money line? Watch the video. Dude, I was Watch so the video. Over. It's to win the game. 29 yards. So he just missed a field goal. He just shanks it. That happens in football sometimes. That was the last game of the parlay that I had on Saturday. So I win that. Win a parlay. Oh, so you won that because of that, man? I won the parlay because of that field goal. You're acting like that's a terrible thing. No, I'm saying it should. Well, it's, it's not a, a great thing, thing for you. It's right? a great thing for me. Yeah. It was a very unlikely thing. I'm I'm laying on the floor of my apartment like, God, I thought I had this. Was your old lady home? No. Oh. Um. I guess I should say old lady. Um. Going on into it. Obviously, I took Bama to cover 30 against Arkansas. Arkansas is the worst fucking team in the nation. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Arkansas um, Gazerbacks. Listen, so here's what happened. I also had a little uh, I had a little parlay with Utah, minus seven and a half against Sacramento in basketball. That covered uh, the Clippers, did not cover eight against the Suns. Instead, they lost by eight. I don't know how the fuck that happened. I had a 14 parlay on Sunday night. That was going to win me a lot of money. Seattle, L.A., and New Orleans all did their job. Green Bay, minus five against the Chiefs. The Chiefs without Mahomes. It gets all the way down to the fourth quarter. Aaron Rodgers looks like he's about to get sacked. He stole the ball away out of the back of the end zone. I thought. But instead, it's a perfect dime to the corner of the end zone for a touchdown to get me up seven. To hit my parlay, so I hit that fourteen parlay right out the bat. And so but, I just want to set point this out. Yeah. Keep in mind, I did. Uh, I said two things on the podcast, two locks I made on the podcast. One was the Packers to cover four and a half against the Chiefs. I said that's a lock. And then the Iowa game, ten and a half. I can't even remember who it was. Who did I say? Well, I mean, not who did I say, but who did they play? Anyways, the two recommendations I made hit. Uh, Northwestern. Northwestern. They played Northwestern. Right. 
That's why I got confused about the Indiana playing Northwestern this week because I thought they played them last week. Uh, yeah, they covered that. They both covered. That's what I'm saying when I they said. Both I jumped on both of those, and they both paid Oh, out. and then I made the later in the week Indiana. So, boom, even though I didn't bet that one. So, when Aaron Rodgers makes that throw. So, I, I got – actually, this is what happened. I was co- so confident that Aaron Rodgers was going to cover the spread against Kansas City without my home. Because it was the last game in my parlay. All degenerates. Anybody that gambles that listens to this podcast, that, and I know who you are, you would have did the same thing, but maybe not as good as I did it. I jumped on where I bet, and I immediately did this three-way parlay with Boston, Vegas, and then I took Houston in basketball. <clears throat> I took Houston in baseball in the World Series with the greatest pitcher in the playoffs. Cold pitching, 1.5 spread in a parlay. I took it early. As soon as I knew that Green Bay was the last game left and I thought Green Bay was going to cover, I took that just to get on top of it. Every single one of those games hit, and it set me over the top for the weekend. Absolutely insane Saturday. I mean, and then obviously I just go into Sunday, and then I just go on. I'm not going to go through everything I bet on Sunday because I bet a lot. Of the past seven days, I'm 23, 10, and 2. That's a 69.7% win percentage plus 309.25 units. Oh, my God. You're getting too technical, buddy. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. Tell us some more. No, I'm just kidding. That's all I got. That's I good. Took, that's I, that's good, yeah. dude. I, I mean, if anybody wants to know right now while this podcast is going on, I got Tampa Bay, Boston in hockey to win straight up. The L.A. Lakers to win minus 12 against the Memphis Grizzlies. Shout out to Memphis, though. I love you. And I got Denver winning straight up and Atlanta hanging on plus 10 against Miami right now. They're down exactly 10 at the half. <clears throat> dude, I'll tell you this. And I want everyone to take a moment to think about what you just said so they can compare it or whatever. But, And I want to talk about Tannehill and the Titans and Mario. Oh, yeah, we got a lot to talk about. But I just want to make this, and we will do this at the end as we always do, but the NFL has some really good lines this week that I really like. Some really good lines that I really like. Yeah, I see I see one right at the top. But we ain't going to talk about it right now. Right at the top. What I want to talk about right now is the Tennessee freaking Titans, dude. What about them? How? I guess the way I want to open it up is how freaking many times is Vrabel going to try to fuck up the game for everybody? You know, like how many times? I talked about this with somebody today. The going forward on fourth down shit has to go away. This motherfucker, I guarantee you, and I've already said this once, I guarantee you this dude is in massive gambling debt. Like, well, I he can't be in debt. He's too. He got too much money. Being no, debt. he doesn't. You never have too much money to be in debt when you're a degenerate gambler. You just simply bet more money, and I guarantee you this motherfucker owes. Hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands. Yeah, but he has millions. Sam, you really don't know anything about financial situations. My apologies. This motherfucker, I'm just telling you. I don't understand what you're trying to tell me right now, but I guarantee you that 
once you get listen, to it, if he he can have a million dollars, if he owes somebody a hundred thousand dollars, he owes somebody a hundred thousand dollars. What I'm telling you is, I guarantee you, Vrabel has a gambling problem because of the way he coaches football. He gambles constantly in the game, and I'm telling you that shit is a symptom of who he is. It's not just going to be in this one aspect. I understand of his that, life. but let's not forget that the year that we beat Philadelphia. When he went for it on fourth down, everybody was okay with it. Like, what the fuck you guys want? Uh, I want him to stop doing dumb shit like this. Listen to this. And I, I pulled this off A to Z Sports Nashville. Week Shout two, out. You know, they did the, the work, so I'm just going to read it instead of going back and looking it up myself. Week two against Indiana, they drained 30 seconds just to punt. Right. Like, they just waste a bunch of time for no reason. Uh, Jacksonville, they go for it on fourth and goal on the opening second half drive for no reason. Week four in Atlanta, they uh, don't go up three scores for some reason. I don't remember what the uh, situation was there. Um, uh, I don't necessarily disagree with this against Buffalo where Santos, he tried to kick the field goal. For the fourth time, I don't. I think that was the more conservative thing to do, right? For once, a lot of people were saying that's. If a I had a field, if I had a kicker miss two, two or three field goals in a game like that, I'm not kicking it. But that goes against who we. That's what the thing is: is it's inconsistent with you always take the aggressive c- approach, and the one time that nature's telling you to take the aggressive approach, you take the fucking other approach because it's like he likes self punishment. He likes to punish himself and his team. It's like gambling it's like when you're like fuck it i have a spade draw and there's only two hundred dollars in the pot but this dude just went all in for fourteen hundred and i got fifteen hundred and he probably has a set of aces but fuck it i could hit a spade and you go all in for your the dude's fourteen hundred dollars to try to hit a spade when he had you crushed the whole time and you miss it's like i did that just you know i could have won but you know you're probably not gonna win when you do that and then, all right, week seven of LA, LAC doesn't challenge that fourth down spot. We talked about that last week, how he probably wasn't going to get the spot, right? Because he's in the middle of the field. There's nothing to judge it, so they can't turn it over. Right. Uh, and then this stupid fake field goal last week. That fake field goal didn't make any sense to do that right there. I mean, those are the, there's certain play, there's certain things that are going to come up. You have to know. That the that everybody that's watching the game is frustrated with certain things when you make certain play calls. I like I get being we you played sports, so you know how it is when a coach is like, "Listen, the noise outside these four walls, I don't give a shit about." I understand that whenever you're just like, "Listen, we're gonna do what we do." I'm not worried about what anybody says. Period. Right. That stuff doesn't fly. I don't think it flies the same way in the NFL because you can get a new coach tomorrow. I mean, don't forget if we fire him tomorrow, there are many of coaches <clears throat> that would want to take that job as a Tennessee Titans coach because if you're good at Tennessee Titan football, then that the city supports you. You get like. You get all kind of recognition. You get the media coverage. All you got to do is win, baby. I don't. I'm not saying they should fire him. I'm just saying he's a fucking idiot. Uh, 
I don't want any more instability on this team. I don't want a lot of people are talking about how we need to get a new quarterback. I don't see why the fuck people don't say let's ride with Ryan Tannehill for a while. This motherfucker is doing much better than Mariota. And yes, we didn't have very much of offense. I think we had a hundred and something yards of offense in this game. Right. Uh the defense played lights out, dude. They gave up some stuff in the very end. They gave up some a long drive there at the end. Uh, but Tannehill's playing well. Why do people not think that we should keep Tannehill in the rest of the season? Obviously, we are. And then next year, bring him back as a starter. Draft some dude in the sixth round who can develop into our next franchise guy. It doesn't have to be right out of the gate the best quarterback because those motherfuckers very rarely do highly drafted quarterbacks turn into franchise quarterbacks. Right. You got to you got to get somebody. You take Ron Tannehill. I'm not saying he's more skilledly talented than Marcus Mariota. If you lined him up in a combine and made him do drills, they probably perform very similarly. But the thing that Tannehill has that Marcus Mariota does not have is the ability to perform under pressure and massive scrutiny because you got. Marcus Mariota is good. He just cannot take the pressure of the NFL. He just can't. He can't react in that game-time situation. Tannehill can. So So, why not take Tannehill, who's very capable of getting us to the playoffs if he has the entire season to do it. Right. Take him next year. Make him our starting quarterback. Ride with him. Get our sixth-round draft pick. I don't know who that is, and I'm just saying some – random dude who did pretty well in college in there as a student of the game let him learn for two three years and then start him as Tannehill's coming off the end of his career and that's how you build a fucking franchise quarterback i tell you why Tennessee won't do it why not because we're gonna get Drew Brees no because of the fact that if if we let's say we don't win another game we will I know but let's say we didn't and we were the fourth pick in the NFL draft if that first pick wasn't a quarterback, can you imagine the backlash? I think, I mean, whatever. Still. I'm just you, saying. You can take a quarterback. With all the drama that we put on ourselves now because of the quarterback swap. That can be everything. a quarterback. I do see what you're saying. And it's got to be. But still, even if it is, that person should not be expected to start next year. That's what you're doing is fucking up when you think you're going to take a fucking 21 or 22-year-old kid and put him out there in a game where they're playing against grown-ass men with grown-ass experience in a totally different game and atmosphere than they are used to. No, they need to go there. They need to be on the sidelines and see the game, see what they've been seeing in practice, see the game done, see how the veteran does it. Get that in their system for a couple years and then get out there. Get some, you know, some trash time reps. Get, You know what I'm saying? There's no reason that they need to be starting right out of college. It's fucking retarded. Very, very, very rarely does that work. Name one time it ever worked. Peyton Manning? No, he was terrible his rookie year. But did he start like, his rookie year? Yeah, they were like 2-14. and 14, No, what I'm not saying but he ended up working out. Yep. But what I'm saying is, name another time it worked out. Uh, Cam Newton, he's not that good, but at least he's still there. Wouldn't, Who else? Wouldn't been Roethlisberger when they went to the Super Bowl, though? There's no way he went to the Super Bowl as a rookie. Wasn't he, are you sure? He might have, but I doubt it. 
If so, that's uh, props to him. You're looking that up. Yeah. Uh, that's all I'm saying is that Tannehill. I'm I'm all on the Tannehill train right now. Tits out for Tannehill is what I say. Hashtag <laughs> tits out for Tannehill. I'm glad to see Mariota out. I'm sorry to say it. He folds under pressure. I wouldn't want him in a trench hole with me in a war because he would take off running and uh, or shoot himself in the hole. Uh, whereas I feel like Tannehill would get out, guns blazing, and protect us. All right. So Big Ben, he earned the National Football League's Rookie of the Year in 2005. And in February 5th, 2006, he became the youngest quarterback in NFL history to win Super Bowl. When he beat the Seattle Seahawks 21 to 10. In the Super Bowl. So he so won he the Super Bowl his rookie year. Yeah. That's fucking insane. Yeah, man. That's why I call him Big Ben, dog. But here's the thing, though. He ain't shit now, but. That doesn't happen often. And no, it's no, no, not no. going to happen in Tennessee. No, no, no. Where no. we are trash. We're just fucking. You trying. know how bad it feels to feel like, like there's nothing about me that feels like that Tennessee's going to win a Super Bowl ever. We won't. Number one, it's a small market. We don't have the money pouring in to fund this shit. We don't have the uh, blessing of the NFL's desire to want us to go to the Super Bowl. Therefore, influencing referees to call certain penalties, like the fucking New England. You Patriots. know that Tennessee wants to host Super Bowl in two years, and they could probably do it. Because Nashville's a de- desired area. Right. However, Nashville's team, we don't have the local fan base to support us going to the Super Bowl. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. It's, the ratings would be down if Tennessee made the Super Bowl. Therefore, the refs aren't going to lean toward us in those big-time calls. I'm sorry. It's a fact. That shit happens. They want big market teams in the Super Bowl. And when there's tiny, small, I'm not saying the refs are going to throw, throw a game, but when there's a tiny little decision to be made, like of inches, tiny centimeters and inches in a review situation, it's going to the bigger market team. It just fucking is. And that's why Tennessee's never going to make the playoffs. That's not the only reason. The other reason is, we suck. well, you know, we're a newer team. If you I'm re- just saying we could do bad. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we're flip flopping coaches around like a mother. We got some fucking, and I'm sorry to say this, feminist. A lady owns our fucking team. Well, that's not fair because her dad owned it before, but I, the owners don't have as much to do with. Well, the check this things. out. Unless it's a family fighting that don't give a fuck about the team. That's Amy true. Adams Trump, people say she's like all about the people and this and that, but you can't tell me that she cares as much as uh Titan uh Dallas Cowboys owner. What the fuck's his name? Jerry Jones. She don't give a fuck about the results of the game as much as he does. Nobody is as involved as Jerry Jones. What but I'm look, saying though but, Nat, but since he got too involved, the Cowboys have been an accident waiting to happen every year. They can't even win a playoff game. Okay, but that's not the point. The point is the Titans the, have the ownership. Don't give a fuck. the The coaching staff turns over every two or three years. The fucking we can't keep anybody in a single position. There's no long life Titans veterans on the team. I mean, name one: Ben Jones, Delaney Walker. How long has he been on the team? Four he years. Wants out. I mean, I'm just saying. There's nobody who's been there for a long time. No, we don't have those anymore. It's just a fucking ragtag group of fucking assholes. 
And I don't mean that any of you guys, those guys are specifically assholes. I'm just saying. It's like if me and you wanted to put together a flag football team and go play in the fucking world flag football tournament. It's like the same shit in my eyes. That's why Tennessee's never going to win. And if you can't stick with a quarterback for a couple years. And I don't know. But I was one of the guys calling for Marcus Mariota to be taken out. But it's because he was fucking trash. But let's give Tannehill a second to win some games or lose some games before we're saying let's draft a quarterback and put him in there starting immediately. Because Tannehill hasn't done anything to make me think he shouldn't be playing. I don't think we need to draft a quarterback starting immediately. If Tennessee doesn't take a quarterback in the next draft, though, bananas. I mean, take one, but like I said, let him grow up on the team for a minute. Let him take two years we and need grow play- up we- and become an adult. We those are kids. Those, we need one of those quarterbacks from one of those weird places like like South Dakota. Or fucking Mississippi. Or no, I'm not saying Mississippi the college. I'm just saying the state of Mississippi. Fucking Juco, Mississippi. You know what I'm saying? What are you over slamming your phone down and shit? Tampa Bay just tied it up against the I mean the New York Rangers just tied it up against Tampa Bay. One one. I got Tampa Bay in that money line. Uh good night. Uh but you know, I just want I want to get a quarterback and I want him to sit on the sidelines for a minute and then become the quarterback of the franchise. That's it. That's all I really have to say about that shit. Oh, well, no, we'll t- talk about that on the spreads. Brett Favre sat on the sideline. Right. Tom Brady sat on the sideline. Right. Aaron Rodgers sat on the sideline. Exactly. Drew Brees sat on the sideline. I don't understand what the problem is here. You don't have to just come out. Let me tell you something. One of the best quarterbacks in the league right now, Teddy Bridgewater, was a starter, got hurt, played behind people. 5-0 was a starter. When it was time for Drew Brees to come back, went back to the sideline because he knows next year he's going to make millions. Listen to this. Could we please get – now here's where I will change my tune. Could we bring Teddy Bridgewater over to the Titans? Somebody's got to get him. I would take him. Somebody's got to get him. And that I goes against like, everything I just said. But I would take Teddy Bridgewater on I feel like somebody's going to have a better offer than us, but that's a quarterback. Yeah. yeah. But I think he's the kind of guy. No, nah, I ain't going to say that. You know, there are people who would be content being a backup quarterback their entire lives. You get less CTE. You get longevity. So you get that even though your paycheck's less, you get some, more years of it coming in. Josh McCown or Josh McGuire, Josh McCown, yeah. He's the only person I know that has been a backup quarterback for like nine teams that wanted to be a backup quarterback. Everybody else wants to play, bro. I don't know. What about Hasselback? Matt Hasselback? Yeah. Wasn't Didn't he go to Super Bowl with uh, Seattle? Is it, or is, yeah. Maybe. Then he was a backup. But not, no, man, people want to play, bro. Or. Robert Griffin the third right now is okay being a backup behind Lamar Jackson because is he actually playing? No, he's a backup behind. But Lamar he's Jackson. on the team. Yeah, are they the only team in NFL history to have two African American quarterbacks on the same team? No chance. They have to be. No chance. Name another. No chance. Name another duo right now. Name another dark duo. <laughs> There's not. There cannot have ever been. No, name it. They would have said something. Uh, let's see. The only one I could think may have been, but there's no way is uh, wait, wait, whoa, whoa. McNabb and Michael Vick. 
No, well, yeah, but McNair Young. No, yeah, McNair was not on the team when Young came. Are in. you sure? Yes, he was on the Ravens. And dead. Maybe they traded him. And after also that. dead. Shut up. Maybe they traded him after that. I'm pretty no, sure. Look it up right uh, now, motherfucker. He played for the Ravens for like three, two or three years, and he also died in 09. I Vince thought they talked. Vince Young came in in 07 was his rookie year, and McNair left the Titans probably in 06, or he left in 07. He was not here when Steve Young got, uh, Vince Young got here. And I know whoever knows the answer to this, like Patrick, my friend, he for sure is screaming right now at one of us. Who's right and who's wrong? Sam's looking it up right now. I'm telling you, try to find out another team who ever had two African-American quarterbacks on the same team. It can't have been, dude. When Vince Young was an NFL rookie in 2006, he found himself overwhelmed by high expectations. Just when things seemed to reach a breaking point, Steve there. Young's mentor and child hero was always there to restore calm. Oh. Yeah, from afar. From fucking Baltimore. Right. You might be right. I'm telling you I'm right, dude. I'm going to look it up because Sam can't look it up worth a shit. Just say, what year did McNair go to the Ravens? That's what I'm saying. What year did McNair go? I'm fucking pausing it, dude. After the 2005 season, McNair was traded to the Baltimore Ravens, with whom he played for two seasons before retiring after 13 NFL seasons. McNair was brutally murdered by some chick in an apartment later on in life. It actually didn't say that part. I made that up. Uh, and you you just said that Vince Young came into the league in 06, right? No, you said that. I said he came in in 07. You I don't read. know when he came in. Okay, I'm looking that up. Let me pause it again. Yeah, so Vince Young was an NFL rookie in 2006. I told you! They did not play together. Because Vince Young wouldn't have went crazy and almost killed himself in the parking lot if they did, if he would have been there. Yeah, true, because he was trying to live to the... He was trying to fill the shoes. Do you want to know my favorite hey, moment? Hey, who was that quarterback we had in between that came from Washington? I don't fucking know, dude. Jake Locker. He was decent, bro. I mean, he played on our team for a long time. He was good. You're saying that he played before Vince Young? No, I don't remember when he played. He was good, though. He was after. He was good, though. Um, But listen, this is my favorite moment in NFL history. Out of every moment that has ever existed in NFL history. One yard short by Kevin Dyson. God. Fuck no. That's probably the worst. <laughs> the best was... Vince Young's rookie year goes to Houston. And you know this kid was a fucking legend in Texas, right? Oh, I know more than anybody. So look, he goes back home to Houston. He's freaking in, you know, just a regular season game. But it's a close game, close game, and Vince Young gets the ball. There's like, and I don't know if I'm saying this a little differently, I'm sorry, but there's only so many seconds to go. Not very many seconds to go. Snaps it to Vince Young. He drops back, looking for a, a person. He's at midfield, looking for nobody's open. Nobody's open. He's dancing around. Oh God! He just takes off running, straight to the end zone. T- 
touchdown, Vince Young. No time on the clock. The Houston fans go wild in celebration for Vince Young scoring against their own team, and they are throwing showering gifts down upon him. There's people in Houston jerseys reaching down to give Vince Young a hug, dude. It is the sickest moment in NFL history ever. Ever. I'm yeah. looking it up on YouTube and playing this yeah, audio. But here's what people got to understand. In case you don't know the context, Vince Young, when he was in college, played for Texas. I think people know that. No, but here's why he's so revered. In 2000, 2006, something like that. Oh, I'm so, sorry. This was in o- OT. So that's why it was no time on the yeah. clock. So when Vince Young played in a national championship game, he played a team that is arguably one of the be- one of the best dynasties to ever grace the field in USC. So with Reggie Bush, Matt Leonard, um, um, and these uh, I forgot who else was fucking running at the same time. So this these guys have won like twenty something straight. Like they were on fire, looking to try to go back to back. They were they were lighting it up, scoring points on points on points. They were by so many points in the national championship game. It was over, and. Vince Young single-handedly found a way to win national championship game for Texas <laughs> and to bring that home. The legend of Vince Young in Texas is one that you just can't even imagine touching. And so then he goes back home and just look at this. And you're just going to hear the audio on the podcast. But I know I said Oh, my God, dude. Who cares about this ad, dude? They're going to make me watch a 10-second ad. So say 10-second blurb about Vince Young. And I'm... I remember where exactly where I was. I was in my old house in Hartsville, sitting in the living room. One second. <laughs> Check it out. Here come the blitzers. Vince Young on the run. Vince Young inside the 30. Off he goes. Vince Young inside the 20, the 10. It is over. Vince Young has done it again. A 39-yard touchdown. And the fucking. In the game in overtime. The Houston fans. has a flair for the dramatic. And he does it again, folks. Steps in against the blitz. Houston the fans are high-fiving. He knows the offense better than I do as he goes for the big touchdown in the win. Put him in the shotgun. Let him run if it's there. Off he goes. Don Cricky knows the offense better than anyone. It's simple the call. Yes, well, what Vince Young can do, this is the most exciting player in the National Football League. Speed on Vince Young in the open field. Take a look. They told you they're going to come on the blitz. D'Amico Ryan's on the outside. And again, the patience of Vince Young, not to panic. And then when he takes off, that's phenomenal. Absolutely. Again, take a look at it again. Yeah, dude, that is, that's awesome. I, we're probably so get- listen to this. So remember, so think about that, of, of overtime win in Texas in your home crowd. This is why it's so important. This is fourth and five. 33-38. He's down. He's dro- he's brought his team back in a national championship game in, t- in California with Texas fans all over the place. And this is what he does. We're definitely going to get pulled off the internet.
championship on the line right here. He's going for the corner. He's got it. I remember that. 39-38, Texas, with 19 seconds in the national championship game, and the crowd goes, what? So what people don't know about this game is they drove down and scored three or four times before anybody could even have a chance. They even touch it. It was the craziest thing I'd ever seen. But I don't, they still say that it may be one of the greatest performances in a national championship game. Why can you not say national championship? In a national championship <laughs> game, it may be one of the greatest single-handed performances for just because he single-handedly bought them back and was responsible for, I think, four touchdowns himself. Wild. It is wild. It is wild. I wonder what he's doing now. Probably fucking at the house, trying not fighting to dogs crazy. with Vince Young. Uh, I meant with uh Matt Gabbert. What's that fucking dude's name? Michael Vick. Oh, okay. <laughs> Matt like, Gabbert. What? Dude, let's get on some NFL spreads real quick. Let's go. Man. Uh, I'll I'll start. I'll just read this one and then you can catch up. Thursday night, Halloween. It's a spooky night in Arizona Cardinals land because the San Francisco 49ers are coming to town and they are 10-point favorites on the road. I'm going to say that San Francisco easily covers the 10 points in Arizona. Same, same, same. it's going to be a cool league night there in Arizona. Uh, although you could I would he, buy could, it down to nine and a half just in case San Francisco does something stupid. Went by like ten. I was gonna say that as Don't well. Don't do the same mistake I I made a mistake last night. Everybody was hammering Miami plus fourteen. I hammered Pittsburgh to win by thirteen. Don't know why I didn't buy it down to twelve and a half. I don't understand why I wouldn't buy it down to twelve and a half and just go ahead and take that. Because I teased it. With Miami plus 20 and under 50, if I buy it down to 12 and a half, I win all of it. Yeah, it's easy to say shit like that in hindsight there, hindsight brother. My ass, it didn't make any sense not to buy a point and a half. From now on, if you bet and I tell you to buy something, buy a point and a half. Screw don't, it. No, don't always say a point and a half. It really depends on the situation. Uh, in this case, the reason I, wanna, I like to say nine and a half is because 10 is a... Very, very uh, common point differential. So nine and a half takes care of a touchdown field goal difference, you know? Yeah. That's why you want to buy nine and a half, especially when you're an on-the-road team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, So definitely the 49ers are the one you want to take. That's one of the ones I was saying I really like that. I really, really like 49ers nine and a half. Yeah. Uh, This next one. Houston. The next one, yeah, definitely. This is another one I love. Do you? Yeah, I like Houston minus one and a half against the Jackson. Yes. A Sunday at fucking, tell me why. This must be it's in, in London. London. Okay. Uh, Changes things, huh? It doesn't really change a lot. Top because- of the morning to you. This game, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to be in the middle of the fucking ocean. 
drinking margaritas, trying to figure out who the fuck I'm going to bet because I'm so hungover. Let me say this. Houston is not a game that I would put like $300 on or anything. It's not a game that I would heavily bet on its own. But I do like Houston minus one and a half, and it's one of those where I might do a $25 three-team parlay and include Houston one and a half in there, throw the 49ers in there, and throw, you know, maybe throw, I mean, I guess just because I see it, the Titans plus four. You know what I mean? And on a $25 parlay. I like it, but it's not one of my heavy ones. The heavy one so far is San Francisco nine and a half. Right. Houston Texans. What? You think, you think Jacksonville is going to cover or what? Nope. If I bet anything in this game, I would go to the over, buy it up a point, and bet the under. That doesn't make any sense. You would go to, go, the, under. Go to the over. My bad. Go to the over, under, buy it up a point. Why do you? Why are you going to buy? Explain your logic for buying it up a point. I would take forty-seven and a half. Why you're paying twenty percent juice to do that? Twenty more extra percent juice. On I, I'll tell you right now. On Monday when we talk about it, bet I hit it. But why? I just want to know why. I'm trying to learn. I would probably, but just because of the fact that in that game, if I had to pick some kind of point spread, I would say, uh, I more than likely I'd probably say 27, 21, uh, and that's too close for me. That, but 27, 21 is still over know, 47 and a half too, points. It's too close. I don't me. think it's that big of a. I think under. 46 and a half is easy in this game. They're fucking traveling across the ocean. There's not going to be a lot of points scored. Especially in against these two teams in a division rivalry. You know, traditionally not... Well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to get in acting like I know yeah. a whole lot. If it's anything, I'm, like I said, the only thing I'd bet on this is the under. I mean, you can keep I'll it take if you want to. Take Houston. Uh, the next one, uh, I'll, see, I'm going to pass on this game. I like Buffalo. Screw Obviously, that, dude. I'm Buffalo taking the wins. over. What the hell? Take it. The over 36 and a half. See, yeah. I get scared when I see these little spreads, like so these little, little over-unders. It seems like a trap or something. Yeah, Especially I mean, when you see, you see some Buffalo Bills games where they scored, what, 10 points and win or some shit. I mean, I'm exaggerating a little. I think they did score 14 points and win. They uh, when they they played somebody and it was like the weather was trashy. I forgot who it was. Uh, I ain't touching that. Um, the next game I love. I love this game. It is yeah. insane to me that the Titans are plus four at Carolina. I take that all day. Carolina or Tennessee? I take the Titans all day plus four. Yes! All day long. And you know Carolina? you know I don't speak this way very much. Right. Yes. You think that their little running back is going to be anything for, that the Titans can't handle? Oh, well, McCaffrey, no. I said Kyle Allen. Who the fuck is that? The quarterback. Yeah, he's trash. Got it. Trash. I'm Kyle right. Allen? I won't be... I haven't bet a Titans game. Actually, I did. I bet the under in the game. They let me down. I will not be betting this game. I will be betting and this game. And I'm an degenerate. <laughs> and I'll be very heavily betting the Titans plus four. Yes! This is all day long. And you know what else I might do? I might put money on plus 175 for the Titans to win straight up. Yes! Here's, here's the thing about the Titans you got to know. This is one of those games where who gives a fuck whether they win or lose. So they beat the fuck out of the Panthers. 
They should win it. It's still we're still. In I don't that, think this is a they should win it. We're still in that stretch They're, of five games that they were supposed to win. So I think that's all out the window now because they lost two of them. And I think that if Mahomes don't come back after this game, they beat the Chiefs too. I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to say that that's going to happen, but I will say Carolina is trash. They're not trash. They're trash, dude. They're not trash. What are they then? What are they? Good? I'm just telling you, don't scare the people wrong on this. They're not trash. Okay, hold on one second. Um, but the Panthers four and three right now. I just uh, maybe I shouldn't say they're trash, but I don't think I don't think that they're four point favorites. Dude, dude the only reason they're four and three is because they played forty nine last game, and the forty nine put about fifty burger on them, bro. A fifty burger. Do you know? It sounds like you're saying the four eighty niners. They play against the 489ers. The 49ers. See, the 489ers. (laughs) There were literally 489ers, and they came out here and beat the fuck out of all 11 of their starters. I mean, it was ugly. I'm telling you, dude, I like the Titans plus four in this game. I will be putting a hefty sum. So what if Cam starts? Does it change your mind or no? If Cam starts, I will go to the bank, take out a loan. Oh, shit. Put... Some I don't know. I ain't got a whole lot of collateral to put up against the loan, but oh, I'm gonna take shoot. out all I can get. Oh shoot! And I'm putting it on the game. Go off, King. Seventeen thousand. Go off, King. <laughs> I ain't got seventeen thousand in the bank, but let's go. I'm saying that's my loan. Oh, next. Uh, next. Uh, I don't. This is not a game that I will be betting. However, I do. I like Philadelphia in this game to win. The point spread is right there. I think they did a good job setting it. It's just, it's two trash fucking ass teams. Want to hit the money line on that or what? Uh, yeah, I would. I'm not gonna do it. I have a very hard time telling people to bet something that I'm not gonna bet. Right. I'm not gonna bet the money line, but I do think the Eagles win. So if you want to put two point two five times the money, you know what I'm saying. If you want to bet two hundred twenty five to win a hundred, you can do it on the Eagles. I don't feel that confident against the team because they're trash bags. You know what I mean? And so is the Bears. Both teams suck. Trubisky will go off for like 300 one random game or something. Do you mean... uh, Trash Bitsky? What did I say last time? I don't know. Trash Bitsky? That's what I said. Trash Bitsky? Yeah. This game, this is the trash game of the week right here. Trash game of the week. Dude, for next season, I'm going to come out with all kinds of cool little audio clips. Trash game of the week. Brought to you by Miller High Life, the champagne of beers. Uh, So we can move on from that. We got the Jets at the Dolphins. Jets minus three. I say Jets minus two and a half and book that one the Damn. fuck are you doing i dude? just kicked over the truly um, don't you th- don't you think yeah i think so too yeah i mean uh at first i'm so scared to bet on either one of these teams that i was just gonna bet the over because it's i i like i was gonna put it at like i expect them both to score at least 21 each maybe but i don't know bro i if it the jets would have traded away jamal adams to the cowboys like they were talking about doing all day they so the trade deadline was today. If they would have traded away their defensive captain, I would have bet the over just because I feel like they would give up a lot more points because they had no direction. 
But in this game, I got no. Since he's still there, I gotta take the Jets. The Dolphins look so good in the first half against Pittsburgh, though. But yeah, yeah. But what about that second half, which counts? What does the final score end up being in that game? And what the Pittsburgh game? Yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh won by 13, and it was... So that's all you need to know. Yep. Pittsburgh won by 13. Uh, I think I think the Jets pull pull it off. Two, I think they can cover two and a half. This may be a game that I throw into one of those $25 parlays. Uh, and then you got the Colts at Steelers as a pick em. A pick em. I think the Colts, dude. Right. I think the Colts. Colts are hot, boy. They're down there. They're balling. The thing is, dude, the Steelers are just, uh, they're not playing well. The Colts are playing well considering they lost the crown jewel of the division. Right. You know? Uh, So, but I'm not going to bet this game. Nope. Then you got Detroit Lions at Oakland as two-point underdogs. Don't care for this game either. I way. do not either. But if I had to bet it, I probably would go Detroit plus two. I don't understand why they're the underdogs in this game whenever they're second in the division. Wild to me. But look, I'll tell you right now, there's gonna be a lot of points scored in this game. That's why the over under is fifty and a half. And if you had to bet it, you bet the over fifty and a half in a heartbeat. Why is Oakland trash, dude? They're not. They're favorited. I know, but I'm just saying, why are they bad? Why are they three and four? Um. I can't. Why do they, they pay? But they're I'm not just saying, clicking. They're not year, clicking. why do they pay Derek Carr one trillion dollars last year, and then they just fucking worst team in the league? Because he's a pretty boy. That's what happens, though. That's when when you know when you're going to take up like thirty percent of your salary cap on one dude, your team is about to fucking suck. Yep. Because you don't have any money to spread around the rest of the positions. You don't have any. I mean, you just fuck yourself when you do that. You don't need to be paying. Like you said a long time ago on one episode, maybe one of the first ones we did in this new season, is that Tom Brady's willing to take less money than he could get. Tom yep. Brady could go out to another team and get fucking paid. I don't know what he makes now. But I, I guarantee you he don't make what he could make. I but the reason is because he likes fucking winning. He likes being on a team where they can win. And I talk a lot of shit about Tom Brady, okay? I, don't, I can't fucking stand a lot of shit. I don't even want to go into that right now. But right. I will say that it's admirable that he can possess the talent that he has and not be like all these fucking new age guys. I think that's part of it. He's an old school dude. He's a teammate. You know what I'm saying? He's a hard worker. And he right. don't need all that money and that glamour shit. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing that goes to show. You get Derek Carr at the time. I don't know if he still is the highest paid quarterback ever. Yeah. At the yeah, time, I think Russell Russell maybe. But at the time, right? He yeah, signed he the was, biggest yeah. contract. Nuts. And then they immediately go into the fucking garbage can. <laughs> it's like, fuck that team. Sign AB, it's a dumpster fire. I'm glad they're going to Vegas, dude. Hopefully somebody fucking mob ties his ass. All right. And then you got Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Seattle. Seattle's favored by six. What is this? Seattle, I hammer it. The lock of the week. You think so? That's your lock of the week? The lock of the week! Okay. If you smile! See, this is one of those situations where I would take 10% to buy half a point, put it at five and a half. That's fine. 
just because six is a common That's point fine. differential. Uh, I like the game. I may bet it depending on how my week is going at that time. You say it's your lock of the week. No, listeners, game, listeners, listeners, know that this is Sam's lock of the week. We'll lock it. I'll tell you You'll my lock. Keep trying to find the key. Okay, I'll tell you my lock of the week later. Uh, <laughs> okay. Now we got the Browns at Denver. Browns are favored by three points. Hammer the Browns in this one. Let me tell you, Joe Flacco not playing. And this is a tough one. Uh, you say Joe Flacco's not playing there in Denver. They got that elevation to deal with and here's the thing they're not a very well put together team dude who any the browns but i don't i don't think i'm telling you i think denver wins this game denver doesn't win this i think one. denver wins this one there's no chance denver wins i don't know man i don't bet the Browns. i don't bet this maybe game. this might be the super bet of the it's week it's not the super bet because you can't come up with a good super bet i've already told you the things <laughs> i'm willing to do I'm not putting. Never mind. How about this? Loser has to blow their head off with a shotgun. Dude, I tr- we tried that bet before. Didn't work out. Uh. Anyway, I leave that one alone only because I think I literally think something as minute. And if you ask anyone who's ever made the trip, it's not a minute thing. But these dudes are gonna have to get on a plane, fly to Denver, be in high elevation. And I literally think that that is enough to throw these motherfuckers off. They already aren't much of a team together. They're just a bunch of talented dudes who could give a fuck less about the game. You got Odell Beckham Jr., whatever the fuck his name is. Did I say it right? Yep. Bring in goat cleats to Tom Brady. You don't give a fuck if your team wins. You're more worried about sucking this dude's dick. Well, yeah, he wanted to go to the Patriots, but... Yeah, well, he didn't. And that's what I'm telling you, is he don't give a that's fuck a about giant, the team. That's no, a giant's fault. He though. don't give a fuck about the team. He wants to wear a $300,000 watch on the field. Get the fuck out of my face, dude. He's not going to be able to breathe. He's going to be... I guarantee you, he's going to be out in the second quarter. He's going to get injured. He's going to go to the sidelines and not play the rest of the game. Denver by 10! Browns in a blowout. Denver by 10. Well, I almost do want to do a super bet. I'm just saying. I want to do a small. This is a small super bet. Mini super bet. How about this? Super bet. This ain't even a big one. Uh, loser has to chug two beers at the very beginning of the podcast. Immediately. You can't take a break. Bet. That's not a bad one. That's right? a super bet. I would say three beers. But That's that, a mini bet. Three beers seems like too much. I, I don't care. Have, make it four. I don't give a fuck. No, that's All right, yeah. three beers. Three two, beers. Two, two, two. Two beers. Because. Back to back. Yeah, you can't take Low a break. Calorie. You can't <laughs> say anything. You just have to go. And that's it. And it's like we'll a drinking videotape, game. We'll videotape it so we know, we know it's real. It's like a super. It's like a drinking game. Just so we know. I'm, thank you, everybody that commented and watched the last super bet that we did a lot of people commented and watched that on facebook what did they say because i don't even have facebook i know you missed it but What'd that say, so what were the comments on facebook what i don't have them all in front of me but dude can i, got, I have one of those truly what are there yeah. any more yeah. there left? was a lot of people that were um there was a lot of people that were like man this is hilarious man i'm dying so video content obviously is big with you guys so we're definitely going to bring some video content so if i lose this bet i got the browns winning you got 
Here's the thing. I want to change it to the to Denver covering three points because that's what the actual spread is. So I should get those three points. I didn't get the points when we did it last time. <sighs> yeah, but it was only like one and a half or something. No, it wasn't. What was it? It was like five. No, it wasn't. Pretty sure it was. Okay, fine. Fuck it. I'll take them straight up. Straight up. Cleveland versus Denver. Superman! But I, want to, I want this to be noted that I give out loose action to you and you do not return the favor. What do you mean give me loose action? Don't uh, don't make it sound gay. What are you talking about? I guess you're right. I guess I did take the favorite last time, huh? <laughs> yeah. All right, fine. Oh, no. Okay, here's the thing. What's the money line? 170-150. Okay, so you have to drink no, no, three no. beers. You didn't eat the peppers last time. Fuck you. You had the favorite. That's true. <laughs> All right, fine. Fuck yeah, it. Two beers two, straight two up. Two to two. Two straight yeah. up. Yeah. When right. you follow years, I'll, I okay, have no. Okay, okay. But like, this is not much of a bet. That sucked. Drinking that two beers. Suck, drinking two beers is a favor for me. I hope I lose so I get to drink two beers. <laughs> eating the peppers wasn't that, wouldn't have been that hard. Oh, you fucking dumbass. Yes, it was. <laughs> All right, dude. Let's move on. Keep let's, it moving. Let's fucking move Green on. Green Bay Chargers. All day. This if you want to talk about locks of the week. You got a lot. It's your lock. This is my lock of the week. Write it down right now. Green Bay minus three at Los Angeles. Los Angeles right now could not be fucking worse. They're literally worse than the Tennessee Titans. Ow. No, I mean, literally, their, their fucking record is worse than the Tennessee Titans. Bet. And they played the Titans and lost. You got Green Bay who... Is gonna be making a run for the Super Bowl. Will they win? Maybe. No. But they fucking may. Because they got Aaron Rodgers. And anytime you got Aaron Rodgers on your team, you're in the hunt. I wanna say. I would love to see the Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady Super Bowl, though. That's a goat on goat crime. And you know who else wants to see that? The networks. Right. So it may The most happen. watched Super Bowl close to all time. Oh. Pants not. Yeah, pants down for sure. And that's what I'm telling you is the we're getting these things. We're getting these seven-game series. We're getting these big market teams in the fucking playoff shit, even though I guess Washington. I don't know. I don't know about baseball. Fuck baseball. Uh, This is my lock of the week. Green Bay covers. I will tell you I would like to see that line down at two and a half. But I'm going to yeah. say lock of the week, Green Bay Covers three points at Los Angeles. So, mine, Seattle, is Green Bay. Yes. Let me tell you, I'm gonna, I'm about to say something about this next game, and I want you to listen to me clearly because I don't want anybody to miss up. Jesus the Christ. No, huh, Hold on. Listen, I want to change my luck of the week. No, 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 no. Listen to me. New England's playing in Baltimore. Minus three and a half. <laughs> okay, that's too long of a pause. This is I a don't, podcast. I don't know. If New England can get out of this. You're an idiot, dude. New England blows them out of the water in this game. The pay- the fucking Ravens already lost the game, dude. Let me be clear. The only reason I feel like that this game may be closer than people expect is because of the fact that now that New England's been able to kind of score more points than some teams' offenses has on defense... 
people think that they're just going to cruise through some of these games. If there's if there is a game that New England can lose within the next three or four weeks, this is the one, and I'm okay with that. But yeah, if there is a game that they can lose, but if yeah, yeah, it's definitely if. But let me be clear: if New England wins this game and they cover the three and a half. I need everybody that's listening to me to know that there is a legitimate chance that New England does not lose a game this season. If they do not lose this one. Okay, that's cool. I mean, I agree with you, but you got to understand this. The Ravens got beat by the fucking Browns. The Ravens, I understand losing to the Chiefs. The Chiefs with Mahomes are fucking... Maybe the best team in the league. Maybe. And I know you're thinking, Patriots are better. The Browns went to overtime with the Steelers. Uh, Not the Browns. The Ravens went to overtime with the Steelers. The Ravens are not going to cover three and a half points against Patriots. I understand. I I hear what you're saying. Listen, part of me feels like that New England could lose this. because I'm going to be watching this game. I'm going to be sitting on a deck of a ship. You're going to be sitting on a dick of a guy. I'm going to no, <laughs> <laughs> be sitting on a deck of a ship drinking fucking some fruity drink with an umbrella in it. Exactly. A, sitting a, on the dick of wearing, a guy. Wearing a, I'm, gonna be, I'm probably going to be wearing my Speedo. I'm going to have a Sitting hundred. on the dick of a guy. <laughs> Are you done? Uh, if you this, say one more gay thing, I'm going to do it one more time. This seems like one of those games where the Patriots just want to ruin my vacation just by being like, hey, we got to act human because we want to get you guys ready and prepared because obviously we're going to Miami for the Super Bowl. It's booked. It's manifest. It's written. And if there's a game that they can lose, it's always been marked on my calendar. This is the episode I've been waiting on because I'm so nervous, and I've never been nervous. I'm nervous. Uh, um, you seem confident, which makes me even more nervous. Dude, whatever, bro. I'm just telling you. If I almost would take back my luck of the week and make it this game for the pages. Don't take back your luck of the week because I don't want to deal with it. I'm not doing it. Uh, Let's go on. Keep Uh, it moving. Cowboys versus Giants could not give less of a fuck about this game. Yeah. The Cowboys are the... Hang on, the Cowboys. Once again, Monday night, shit, trash, ass game. Just so everybody knows... Other than the 49ers on Thursday night, because Thursday night's the most trash, this game on Monday night, the Dallas Cowboys are the biggest money line favorite of the week. Go ahead and parlay Dallas Cowboys, the the 49ers, and then the Seahawks to go ahead and buy that extra point for the Seahawks down to five and a half. Wait, wait, wait. What did you just say? Because I was about to try to do something cool like that. Yeah. I want to do. I, I said money line the Cowboys, money line the Forty uh, uh, ers and then buy down the uh, the uh, Seattle Seahawks to five and a half, like Steven said earlier, and then go ahead, put you two hundred on it, and go ahead and get you so winner. Hey, chill, bro. Damn, oh, man, I got excited. No, it's okay. I'm just joking. But no, what I was gonna say is this is my parlay. All right, you ready for this? I said, are you ready for this? Been ready. If I was going to do a parlay, 
Houston, Texas, minus 125. Tennessee Titans, plus four. Oh, when I say minus 125, I mean on the money line. And then I go Jets, minus two. Actually, what am I talking about? Fuck the Jets. Uh, Packers, minus two and a half. Patriots, minus two and a half. Because you can move lines, guys. That's what people don't understand. That's a four-team parlay. Okay, we're talking Houston, Texas on the money line, minus 125. Tennessee Titans, plus four. Green Bay Packers, minus two and a half. New England Patriots, minus two and a half. And if you do that and you put 100, that's $832. <laughs> Let's go. And I like Good luck. But uh, the- <laughs> if you do $25, it's 200. Okay. $25 wins you around 200 Let's just see exactly what that would be. Uh, there's some games in there I don't like, though. 25 equals 208 Houston, Texas, money line. You don't like that? Against, Against who, Jacksonville who, in London. That's the, one that, that's the one that scared me, bro. All right, well, that's fine. That's, that's what I'm telling you, that parlay. Hurt. Once again, Houston, Texas. Texans, money line, Tennessee Titans, plus four, Green Bay Packers, minus two and a half, New England Patriots, minus two and a half. You're getting eight to one on that bet. Do it. Let's go to college. I love this. I need a second. Let me piss. Start going through the college games. I've already looked at them. I'll tell you. I'll talk to you as I'm pissing. All right. I can just pause it while you piss. No, pause it. I'm pausing it. Here's the thing. In college, I usually like to start my mornings at 11 a.m. and do a nice little money line parlay. Here's what we're going to be doing on this podcast for the next only probably three or four weeks while it still stands. Saturday morning, you're going to get up. You're going to do the parlay we tell you to do. Unfortunately, this week, that parlay doesn't really exist in the morning. So you're going to have to wait if you're in the central time zone until 2.30. And you're going to take Marshall on the money line against Rice, minus 425. You're going to take Colorado State against UNLV on the money line at 350, minus 350. You're going to have to go on down to a 3 o'clock game, Tulane versus Tulsa. They're at home at minus 400, and you're going to need one more game in that parlay. And it's going to be, well, it's going to be part of those same groups. I don't know if I'm going to skip Mississippi State. No, no, no. Hold on. You are going to skip Mississippi State because there's a better one. Pittsburgh at Georgia Tech. So what you got here, and this is how you get your weekend roll started off. Unfortunately, you got to wait until the afternoon. But you got, I'm going to repeat it. Parlay this, okay? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, I'm just going to say it. Go ahead. It's a four-team parlay, money line parlay. This is how I like to build my role. Every weekend I do this, right? I, I wake up in the bed. Before I get out of bed, I put a, mon- a money line parlay in. Marshall on the money line, minus 425. And then you got, oh, shit. Somehow I put a freaking over-under in there. Hold on. it. Okay. Marshall on the money line, minus 425. Colorado State, minus 350. Pittsburgh, minus 325. Tulane, 
minus 400. And you can put any amount you want to put on there. I like to do 50, you know, just to start it off. But you can do what you want. $50 wins you $80. Okay? And then now you got $80 to throw on the evening games. Whatever the evening game is you want. We haven't talked about college bets yet. So we'll get into that now. But I'm just telling you, do that money line to get your roll up. Because what you're doing... You're looking at these favorites. You know what I'm saying? What are the chances that four very, very, very heavy favorites are going to lose? Very slim. Very slim. Now, it happens. Let's not forget. I'll tell you this. Let's I've, not forget. No. That Tulsa was, uh, that Memphis was a 400, minus 400 favorite against Tulsa. Tulsa, miss, Tulsa doesn't miss a 29-yard field goal. Your boys, screw. But they won. Because they missed a field goal. Okay, but they still won, and that's what I'm telling you. They won. Yes. I'll tell you this. What week are we in? Nine? Ten? I've done this every single weekend. Guess how many times I've lost? One. Huh? One. Yeah, that's how many times I've lost. One. Each time I've done 50 to to $100, I've lost one time. That's what I'm telling you. If you the, These are the ones you hit. You do take the risk of losing, but you're... It's just a to me. It's a better bet. You're gonna hit it a lot. So, what do you like in college football? I don't want to go through every single college football game. There's too yeah, many. There's too much going on. Yeah, um, just tell me what you like. Let me talk about the juicy stuff. This podcast is long as fuck. Yeah, I know. I got stuff. To, I gotta go. I gotta go to Portland. Um, let's see. We didn't even uh, do the bad credit podcast yet. Oh, hold on. Go through and give you. Let me give you the stuff I like. I won't go through all the ones that that Stephen touched on. I'll just go through the, what I like. I like. I want to take. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Jesus. Christ. I want to take. Oh wait, I want to take Kansas State minus six and a half against Kansas. I will take. Mississippi. I think Mississippi State uh, minus six against Arkansas. You got to buy points for that. I will also take Indiana minus. All right. Um, any my mic's not working right. Hold on. Um, Indiana. They were eleven point favorites. If you buy it down to nine and a half, I'll take Indiana in that game. Um, UNLV, UAB versus Tennessee. Tennessee's a 12-point favorite. The under is 47 and a half. I'll hammer the under in that game. I really? Take that. Yeah, I'll take that in a heartbeat. Aye, aye, uh, aye. Memphis, Memphis against SMU. I love Memphis, but that over is 70. I'm hammering the under in that game. Um, let me see. And, and that literally is the only thing to list. That's it. Other than that money line parlay I told you about earlier, I don't think I'm going to take anything in the college world this week. Not proud of anything I see. Not proud. Dangerous out there. Yeah. It's dangerous. We thank you for listening. What we want you to do is go over to Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star rating. Leave a comment. Please, Jesus, please. Uh... Go to our email, bad credit, 
615 at gmail.com. Leave us an email. Give us some feedback. Whatever you want to talk about, we'll address it here on the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Follow me at DGN, the number four, Rails with a Z. That's at DGN4Rails on Twitter. You got Sam at Sam615. Or, I'm sorry, <laughs> at SamHicks615 to get all of his betting shit that he's got going on over there. Beta Slay. Go over to the, if you're a Trousdale uh, County person, go over to the Burma Road podcast and listen to that. Burma Road. Uh, I don't know what else to tell you guys. I love everybody here. We'll keep betting it. You'll keep watching